and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who keep heritage alive at the community level. I'm Tara Barrett. Today I'm talking with Nicole Evans and Christina Cody from The Brunettes, a women's craft beer collective based in St. John's. Nicole Evans is a Newfoundlander by choice, business developer and entrepreneur by day, and craft beer nerd by night. Through working with the Brunettes and Port Rexton Brewing Company, Nicole has witnessed firsthand the power that craft beer has to bring people together, revitalize communities, and support the evolution of an already strong beer culture in Newfoundland. Christina Cody is co-owner and head brewer at Lambwash Brewery in Mount Pearl. In addition to running a brewery, Christina works with other Brunettes to organize monthly meetups and events. Hi, Nicole and Christina, and welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Hi. Uh, so just to start off, I guess uh, I was just wondering uh, what the background was for the brunettes and how that kind of came about. Nicole, did you want to take that or do you want me to take it? Sure. Um, so the, the brunettes, if people don't know, uh, is the women's beer collective here in Newfoundland. Uh, and basically the group is designed to help bring women together over beer, uh, to talk about beer, learn about beer, drink some beer, uh, and just be a really welcoming and and open community to anyone that's that's interested in learning more. Uh, It was developed a number of years ago uh, as a way to to do just that, to bring people together. And over the past year, I'd say it's probably almost tripled uh, in size and interest. And I think the more that breweries start opening and things start developing here, the more interest we're seeing, which is really great. So it'll be exciting to see where it goes. Yeah, I think it was uh, it was developed on the old Beer Thief forms. And if you're familiar with Beer Thief, that was a special order club that was in Newfoundland like 2010, 2011, and they had a nice uh, form. It's still a little active now on some parts of the form, but there was a uh, invite-only password-protected area for women to go and talk about all things beer, and that was called the Brunettes, like, sub-form. And I think it went from there to the Facebook group, and then with the help of Port Rexton Brewery, it really exploded in the last year and a half, I think. Yeah, Yeah. year and a half, I'd say. And I guess for anybody who uh, doesn't know, what kind of events or what kind of activities uh, happen with the Brunettes, and how can somebody, I guess, get involved? What does that, you know, what does that entail? Uh, so to get involved, there's a Facebook group, and all you have to do is uh, click the Join button, and then uh, you'll be asked what's your favorite type of beer. Um, I put that in there just because I like hearing what people say, what their favorite beer is. <laughs> um, and uh, then one of uh, either myself or Nicole or Alicia from Port Rexham Brewery will approve you. And then you get to join the Facebook group where we chat about beer um, if you been traveling and you're looking for recommendations uh, it's a great spot to uh, to view those or to just talk about a, a beer you really enjoyed or if you're home brewing if you have any questions um, we try to do a monthly event uh, kind of something a little more casual like uh, a meetup uh, either at a pub or a tap room or a, um, a uh, somewhere for a bottle share um, this month we're doing a bonfire down at Middle Cove Beach, which is super exciting because it's also on uh, Regatta Roulette Day, uh, so that makes it even more fun. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, on that group you can see all the events and uh, see kind of if it works out for you and your schedule. And if it doesn't work out one month, uh, we try to do it every month, so you can join in that way too. And I guess for those who don't know, the Regatta Roulette is... Uh, in St. John's, we have an activity every year, the, the St. John's Regatta. This is the 200th anniversary, and it's a rowing uh, event, uh, sporting event. Uh, but the night before, uh, people often go out and have some drinks and 
they may or may not get the day off because it depends on the weather and in particular the wind because it is a, a sporting event on the water. So, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, uh, I know both of you guys have been involved with beer for a while. So do you, one of you guys want to start off kind of taking me through what brought you to beer in the first place? Do you want to start there? Sure. My story is probably a lot shorter than Christina's. <laughs> um, but I kind of first got into beer when I was living in Vancouver uh, a number of years ago. The scene there was, you know, a few years before the scene here in Newfoundland. Uh, and so it was really cool to see that start to develop. And I was a university student and drinking beer is something that you do when you're in university. So I got into it there. Um, and then when I moved to Newfoundland, um, I got involved with the brunettes uh, and started to kind of connect with people in the industry. Uh, my partner is actually the head brewer at Port Rexton Brewery, so that also kind of helped kickstart uh, my kind of more formal interest in beer beyond it just being a, a drinking hobby. Yeah. And how about you, Christina? Uh, well, when I was in university, I was struggling to uh, kind of keep my interests. I was studying humanities and philosophy, and I was getting really kind of bored with it. And one of my university professors took me out for lunch, and he said that based on my interests, I should probably go and take a sommelier class at the local college. And so I did, and I became obsessed, and I was pursuing uh, becoming a sommelier for a number of years. Uh, and then I moved back to Newfoundland for a year uh, in between my undergrad, and I was serving downtown and still studying wine and just hated serving. I worked for an amazing restaurant. I had awesome bosses and awesome uh, co-workers, but I just didn't enjoy the work at all. Um, and the more I studied wine, the more interested I was in production of wine. And uh, a friend of mine, who is now my fiance, <laughs> he uh, encouraged me to try home brewing and he lent me some equipment. And that kind of tickled my interest in wine production, but I moved it over to beer instead because beer is a lot easier to brew at home and make excellent uh, kind of excellent examples of commercial styles at home versus making wine. You can make nice wine at home, but it's, it's not as easy as making beer. And uh, that kind of just started this obsession with all things beer. And I just, then I moved to Toronto, which is an amazing place to go visit and live in if you like beer. And uh, spent a few years just being a consumer. And then I landed a job at a home brewing store and learned even more about beer and brewing and was lucky enough to land a job uh, brewing at Folly Brew Pub. Um, I actually helped develop their whole little brewery there and uh, developed uh, all the recipes. And uh, that kind of was my first jump into commercial brewing. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I got an email from a family friend saying, hey, um, I hear you're a great brewer. I want to open a brewery in Newfoundland. What do you think? And that kind of started the process of me moving back to Newfoundland joining the brunettes and working on building my brewery which hopefully should be open in a five months or four months but yeah i'm so and excited <laughs> <laughs> also uh sonia and alicia at port rexton um they were definitely a big player in getting me to move home because they would text me every now and then being like so another brewery is opening when are you gonna move home <laughs> oh for sure and i guess um I guess, how have you guys seen uh, the Newfoundland craft brewing scene develop over the past few years? I know both of you have just said, said that you kind of moved back recently, but what what have you seen and how has it expanded in those years? It's amazing. It's um, so When I was living in Toronto, uh, Toronto was going through a uh, explosion of craft beer. 
similar to around that was around the same time Halifax was also going through a big explosion of uh, craft breweries opening, and it was really exciting to be working in beer at that time uh, because everybody was super friendly and everybody was trying to get open, and kind of after everyone opened, it, that sort of trickled into Newfoundland and Port Rexton opened, and then there was a lot of chatter about other people and we would watch it in Ontario and just get this horrible FOMO <laughs> every time we saw like a new uh, environmental assessment go up which is the governmental process you have to go through um, when opening a brewery you have to uh, make an assessment about whether brewing activities will have uh, a negative impact on the natural environment surrounding the area and so that becomes public information as soon as you submit one so that for a long time that was how everyone found out about breweries opening and so every time we heard of a new environmental assessment being registered we would just get so jealous um but it was so exciting too at the same time because there was about six months where it felt like every other week there was a new one popping up and uh this this trend of breweries opening all at once is not unique to newfoundland um but still doesn't make it any less exciting it's awesome and this type of momentum is is great because not only is it great for consumers but it's amazing for the people who are opening these businesses because it just allows you to find other individuals who pardon me who are facing a lot of the same challenges you may be facing in opening a business and you can chat with them and figure out uh these problems together and I guess, uh, what is the beer culture like here? Like, how how are people in beer interacting, and, and what is that like? Is there a lot of sharing of ideas and what's happening in, um, in beer? I can definitely speak to the people who are opening breweries. There's definitely a lot of sharing of resources and ideas. Um, but, Nicole, I think you could probably speak to operational breweries a little better than I can. <laughs> I do that one every day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, like, like echoing exactly what Christina said, craft beer is... I think a, a very unique industry in that the more people there are in it, the more powerful uh, it becomes, not only from a production side, but also from a, a consumption side of, you know, the more people that are exposed to these new, crazy, unique beers, the more people are going to trade in their, you know, six pack of Coors Light for a pint of Port Rexton or Skidrunner or whoever, right? Like the, the kind of power in numbers is, is truly incredible in craft beer um but i think that the the sharing is starting to extend a little bit more to the the consumer nowadays people are starting to get more educated because there's now what like nine nine breweries open i think so yeah there's nine now um so people are actually getting to try new things and they're starting to talk about them um we're seeing a lot of good variety in the beers that we have at the nlc as well so people are getting exposed to stuff and they're starting to talk about it um working at you know at port rexton i just bartend basically for fun because i love talking to people about beer Uh, and seeing people actually come in and look at the board and and know what a new england ipa is is like mind-blowing because you know even a year six months ago that was not the case at all and people even if they don't know they're asking questions they're tasting the right flavors they're like identifying these things that you know we we've never seen that happen in newfoundland and it's exciting too because the more people making beer uh means that 
there's more access across the island to interesting and new flavors. So it's you get people coming into breweries asking for unique styles, for interesting things, not just uh, the old school, but still delicious blondes and browns and stouts and stuff like that. There definitely is a place for those, and they're awesome. But, you know, people do want New England IPAs now. They want kettle sours. They want barrel-aged things. And that is because there are breweries now popping up starting to make them. And people are becoming more educated, and it's awesome. And the nice thing, too, about this sharing kind of community that's in breweries is that we can share the knowledge of how to make these styles with each other. And while we're sharing, we're also all improving. And then the consumer is now starting to demand not just uh, a unique beer, but also a well-crafted unique beer. And that's super important, is... uh, the more breweries we have, the more consumers we get, the better the beer gets across the island. And that's the goal. We want Newfoundland to be an awesome brewery destination mm-hmm. province in the country where amazing beer is made all over the island. And I think that's going to happen. It's already happening. But uh, I think it's it's only getting better from here. And it's super exciting. And I guess what do you think that means for tourists coming here? Is that Do you think people will come here specifically for beer in the near future? Or are they doing that now? I'd say they're starting to do that now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see that every day at the brewery in Port Rexton. We have people from all over the world um, who come to Newfoundland, but specifically come to Port Rexton to try the beer. Um, And I also think that, you know, the kind of side benefit of that is that these communities that are seeing these breweries opening get this, like, rush of revitalization that just skyrockets the economy. Like, Port Rexton Mm -hmm. has been able to create... A bunch of jobs in the area they're bringing more people in it's helped boost other businesses in the area and i think that that we'll see that happening and i hope we see that happening uh, in all of the other areas as well because it can really be this this driver of economic development that you know you wouldn't necessarily think of when you think of just drinking beer well it's a reason to go to these towns like i'm from newfoundland and the only time i've ever been to dildo was to go to the new brewery there and that's huge. It's like it's not just tourism from like the come from ways. It's people on the island itself, which is great. Like it's awesome that we're encouraging people now to leave St. John's and Mount Pearl and the, the Avalon and travel to Port Rexton, to travel to Gander, to travel to Dildo, uh, to travel to um, Trinity. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic. The, or, sorry, the ba- vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know, what is a vacation? Uh, a vacation is when you go on vacation to the bay. <laughs> typically, <laughs> typically, it's a term used by townies. Yeah, it's like a, a staycation, but it's a staycation even better because you're around better. the bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess, um, what kind of a role uh, has brunettes played in this expansion, or like, what do you see the brunettes uh, moving forward? How do you see that, um, like, the women in that? How do you see them partaking in this beer culture in Newfoundland? I, I, for me, I think it's like awesome that women are getting more interested in drinking beer, um, becoming uh, ambassadors for craft beer, uh, feeling empowered when they go up to a bar and they know what what they want, uh, not having to suffer through that oh you won't like it because you're a girl kind of stuff. Um, in the future, I, I really hope that the brunettes it becomes a place where 
women who are curious about the beer industry find a way to use it to maybe get employed by the beer industry in some way. There's a lot of great jobs in beer, and with all these breweries opening, uh, there's a lot of you know fun employment opportunities. But it's really good to have a a pretty solid knowledge base of beer and know what you like before you jump into a beer job. And so this is a really great place to start out and with like-minded individuals and drink a bunch of beer and figure out what you like and what you don't like and then maybe, you know, find the right people and find an employment opportunity. That's kind of what I see, what I hope for. It. I like seeing women in beer, um, all aspects of it. There's, like, sales jobs, event jobs, brewing jobs, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that in addition to that, it, like rolling off of the kind of idea of, of breaking down barriers. I think it's also a, an opportunity for education, um, for us to provide information. You'll see a lot of people share articles on there about stuff that's going on mm -hmm. in the industry or job postings or new beers that just got released or like, hey, I'm at the NLC and like there's this deadly new beer, like come down and, and get it before it's all gone. Uh, and I think that I mean, uh, for me, when I started to get into to craft beer, it was kind of intimidating. It's typically, mm -hmm. a, a, I would say, a male-dominated sphere. Uh, and so as someone who's new to it, especially as a, as a woman, it can be scary to be like, hey, I want to know about beer. It's like, well, it's not a free drink. Like, you're not supposed to be having that. Um, but for me, the, the brunettes was the perfect opportunity for me to kind of be a wallflower for a little bit and just observe and learn and, and try to take in as much information as I could and then start to go to events and talk to people and, and it just kind of happens naturally. I think it it is a really fantastic opportunity for us to grow uh, the knowledge and the comfort and kind of be like that first stepping stone mm -hmm. for people who are on the fence and not really sure where to start to be somewhere where people can go. I think that is is the ultimate goal for me of of what that would look like yeah so many people especially like people my 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 mom my aunt's age uh that group especially they they have this thing like oh i don't like beer and it, it comes from that whole like beer was never marketed or never kind of seen as a women's woman's drink uh which is silly um and beer shouldn't be marketed specifically to women, but it always felt like it was marketed very heavily towards men. And so it just always felt really odd to go up to a bar and order a beer as a woman. And we're seeing that change now um, with craft beer, and which is great. It's because it's not marketed towards any gender, typically. And yeah, the, having the opportunity to hang out with like-minded individuals and and try new beer in a safe space uh, where you're not going to feel judged or talked down to um, is great. Maybe you'll try that chocolate fudge stout that you've <laughs> you know been eyeing or you'll try that kettle sour or that you know New England IPA that you've been seeing on the shelves whereas you know in other situations you might just go towards something you're a little more comfortable with. And we see that all the time like you know after being a part of this group for for a fair amount of time now, you see people starting to develop friendships, and mm -hmm. Christina and I met yeah. through the brunettes as well. Exactly. Um, and so you start to see the same people at the gatherings, and you look forward to getting together so you can see this group of people. And um, even the last meetup that we had, um, someone just sent me a message the day of because I posted the Facebook event. I was like, hey, is this open to anyone? It's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, come on down. She, like, 
just moved to Newfoundland like a week before uh, and just found this event randomly on Facebook and came down and had never tried anything for beer besides like India um, and had this whole spread of incredible beer from all around the world uh, and got to sit down and talk to people about it and like that that experience to me I think is a perfect example of what the group is designed to do. Mm-hmm. I will say, I will say that I joined the Brunettes after um, my boss was like, "Oh, there's a there's a group on Facebook for women in beer," and I was like, "Of course, I'm going to join that." <laughs> and I'd never really drank much besides India. Like India is my was my go to, and then uh, yeah, I came out. And what I found interesting was like I went by myself, but through that I met yeah lots of friends mm-hmm. like people who I brew with now, which I think is an amazing you know way to meet people and to get involved in the industry, like you're saying. Yeah. Well, like, I moved back to Newfoundland in December, and then I started participating in brunettes, and I, I told Sonia and Alicia that I really wanted to be involved with it, so they, they helped me kind of become more involved with it and organize some events, but I met kind of all the people that I hang out with now I met via brunettes, which is awesome. Like, it's a great way to make friends, especially if you just moved back to town or you moved to town and... Yeah, it's, it's a really lovely community that we've developed there. And I guess uh, I think this is like probably a good question to ask and one that I have to ask. What are each of your favorite beers? Like your favorite style or your favorite? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this you is should, bad. You should have told us you were going to ask this question before we <laughs> sat oh, down. Oh, man. Um, I love lagers and pilsners. Anything crispy. Um, I love sours, like kettle sours and barrel aged. I love IPAs. I, I'm a bad person to ask this. I love everything. You can't. You just think <laughs> like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I love anything that's extremely well made and well balanced and you can taste the intention. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> how do I, I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, as someone who's relatively new to craft beer, I, I would certainly say that I'm still like exploring my, palette um and for me the coolest part is just getting to try new things um if i'm feeling safe i'll always go for just like a crazy hazy juicy ipa Mm -hmm. that's definitely definitely my go-to um but really you know anything like christina said that's that's crafted um i love just trying a new beer and trying to figure out what's going on like why does this taste this way? Like, what what flavors am I tasting? Why is this the way that it feels in my mouth? Like that that kind of discovery. I think even if it, you know it's not a beer that I might enjoy a pint of, uh, it's still good to try. So yeah, that's my roundabout answer. <laughs> I've been really enjoying Kitty Mini's Day Boil, mm. but they sold out of it so quickly. I want them to make more of it because that was a real. I love session beers like. Perfect in the summer, yeah, especially. Yeah, exactly. But like when you want when you want to start drinking while it's still daylight out, <laughs> you want something that's under five percent, and that yeah. was a really excellent, nice, juicy beer that was under five percent. And uh, yeah, I cr- we crushed the four pack of those real fast. <laughs> so we're excited for when the next run of that beer comes out. I will say I'm, I'm like a bit of a dark person. Like I like stouts and I like porters, mm-hmm. but during the summer I'm just like I can't. I need IPAs. Yeah. I need something light. I can't. Yeah, I can't do those in the summer. It's just too heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess both of you, since you both work in the beer industry, and I know you both kind of have exciting things coming up, Christina, if you want to like tell me a little bit about your brewery and what's happening there and, sure. and how that's going. Yeah. So I am co-owner of Landwash Brewery. We're building uh, out in Mount Pearl on Commonwealth Avenue. 
Uh, Mount Pearl, by the way, has been phenomenal to work with. They're a great city, um, a great place to do business. So we're, we're thrilled to be out there. Um, at the moment, we are still waiting on our main equipment. Uh, we have a 15-barrel brew house coming from DME in Prince Edward Island um, and a cask canning line from Calgary. Uh, so we're going to be uh, hopefully operational late fall this year, and we'll, we'll have cans, uh, an on-site tap room uh, where you can enjoy some beer, and we're kind of designing it in like a more modernist uh, beer hall kind of style, so nice uh, communal tables and Edison light bulbs and a nice and bright kind of feeling. Um, and we're going to have a retail store as well where you can buy our cans and our merchandise and growlers. Um and yeah, we're really, really excited. We just got our sign put up on the building. Uh, we got it done a little earlier than most people would, but it's become a really great like advertising thing because every time you sit in the tap room, you can see people drive on Commonwealth. You can see them like turning their heads, looking at the sign. <laughs> so we're really happy to have it up. And uh, Perfect Day in St. John's did all of our logo work. Uh, they've done an amazing job, and Lehman Signs did the fabrication and install of our sign, and they did a brilliant job of it, so we're really proud and really happy with how everything's coming along. Um, it's a lot of work, though. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's more than a full-time job, uh, opening a brewery, um, but I got to say, transitioning from brewer to co-owner slash brewer is an awesome experience. That was like one of the reasons why we left Toronto, so that we wanted to be on that ownership side of things and making those de those decisions. And uh, it's challenging, but it's uh, really rewarding so far. And I guess if people want to learn more, are you guys on Facebook or oh, Instagram? Oh, yeah, we're on or? all the socials um, at Landwatch Brewery. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I guess I know there's probably some exciting things coming up in Port Rexton. So can you speak to some of those, Nicole? Yeah, well, I'll say first of all, personally, I'm really excited about land wash yeah. opening <laughs> um, because Christina started working at the Port Rexton retail shop back in December. Yeah. Um, and it's been really quite an honor to be able to see um, the process that they've they've gone through. And we didn't have a building then, just, too. No, you yeah. didn't. Like, it's, it's, it's cool to see something like this come together and... Mm -hmm. um, you should be really proud of. Oh, thank you. Of what you guys have accomplished, and I can't wait to drink beer. I will be here like the second you open. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for Port Rexton right now, we're just trying to push out new stuff, try new things, um, push the boundaries of, of beer. I guess in Newfoundland, um, we released four new beers for our birthday, our second anniversary. Uh, that was a couple. Weekends ago, Which we did was a super fun. It was such a great day. Um, we did a, a Kolsch that we did as a collaboration with the New Fermenters, which is the homebrew group. Uh, the winners of their homebrew competition from last year came out and, and did a beer with us, and that was super exciting uh, to be able to show them kind of what production looks like on a larger scale. Um, we also released two new beers from our, our, our fooder, uh, which is a basically a, a giant barrel. Uh, we got it shipped in from France in the spring. It was an old Calvados, which is an apple brainy barrel. Uh, and so we did a, a barrel-aged Brett kettle sour called High Five uh, and an Imperial Farmhouse Ale called New Fooderland. Uh, and we also released a, an oatmeal stout with partridge berries for the birthday. And yesterday, we just put on tap uh, a new session IPA called Someday on Hops. So same idea, Christina 
talking about it's the summertime, you want something easy drinking. Uh, it's really super tropical, fruity, lots of mango, lots of pineapple, like just a, a bunch of deadly hops in there that give it real, real juicy flavors. So trying to, to do new things, try new things. Uh, we also did a collab brew with uh, yourself and, and your friends in uh, Queer Beer. Uh, if you haven't heard, we're actually, uh, Port Rexton is having a Pride Festival. Uh, it will be an annual thing, but this year is happening from August 9th to 11th, so coming up real soon. Um, and for that, uh, we worked with, with Queer Beer to do a cool little, what we did, it, it was a, a whip, a whip beer, beer, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a whip beer. Yeah, so some coriander, some orange. Yep. Coriander, orange, super crushable, super delicious, so it'll be being released for... Uh, Pride Week as well, so so many things happening and going on that it's it's hard to keep track. And with the taproom open summer, things are are in full swing for sure. Uh, but we just love being able to have people drink beer and try new things and and continue to do that. Perfect. I think that's kind of a perfect way to end it. So uh, thank you guys very much for coming on, and uh, I can't wait to see what's next for both of you and what's next for the brunettes and and beer in Newfoundland. Awesome. Thank you for having us. Thanks. I'm Dale Jarvis. You've been listening to Living Heritage, a production of CHMR Radio 93.5 in collaboration with the Intangible Cultural Heritage Office of the Heritage Foundation of Newfoundland and Labrador. Find us online at ichblog.ca or on iTunes. Our Heritage Broadcast Assistant is Natalie Dignam in partnership with the Conservation Corps Newfoundland and Labrador ECHO Program. We would love to know what you think of the show. If you have a question or a suggestion for a future program, leave us a comment on the Living Heritage Podcast Facebook page, email livingheritagepodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at HFNLCA. Thanks for listening.